We're going to continue on a series now that we started last week. Uh, It's a series on uh, being a world changer. And we spoke last week about the heart of a world changer, uh, recognizing that we have to begin uh, on the inside. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, all of Christianity, all of our faith is meant to be something that's practiced and lived from the inside out. At the end of the day, it's not us adhering to uh, customs and religious traditions and beliefs. Uh, What it really comes down to is we say, it, it starts with belief. Yes, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that He died on the cross and He rose from the dead. And we crown Him Lord over our lives and He uh, comes and lives in our heart through His Holy Spirit. And we become born again. We become brand new. I mean, it's about as inside a deal as it can get. It's an inside job, right? And then out of that transformation on the inside, uh, it works its way to the outside. And so when we talk about this idea that God has called us to be those that would uh, be change agents for His kingdom, that we would see the world changed through us, we have to start with this understanding that we got to catch God's heart. There's just too much going on in this fallen world system. There's, there's uh, too much bombarding us in our fallen media and, and all the stuff that's out there that uh, we need to let God's heart drive how we see the world around us and not what we experience and what other people are saying. So that, that's our starting point. But now we can't get too much further uh, looking at being God's hands, His feet, His heart to the world uh, if we don't talk about prayer. Now, uh, just, just out of curiosity, how many have heard, um, heard, heard me share recently in the last year on prayer? Anybody, can you remember, recall, maybe some? So, okay, well, just because I feel like it's something I go back to very often. Um, but you know what? Like, we come together, and, and when we take in the Word of God, we're feeding on a meal, right? We're, like, we are feeding on the Word of God. And, and I've got certain meals that are favorites. And I, got, I have certain meals, you know, if somebody was to say, uh, you know, yesterday I had a nice pasta meal. We had a little Valentine celebration with the family. Uh, th- there would be nobody who would say, hey, didn't you have pasta last week? Like, how long are you going to keep having pasta? Well, I love it. I'm going to just keep having as, as long as I can. As long as I'm eating, I want to have pasta, right? So when we, uh, what I'm saying is when we talk about this subject of prayer, it's something that we don't want to get away from. When, when we talk about the subject of prayer, we don't want to be just simply dismissive and say, right, I know I'm supposed to pray. But instead, we, you know, part of the declaring of the Word of God is to stir us up and to remind us and to make sure that if we have put things down, that we pick them back up. If we have let some things go into neglect, that we would bring them to the forefront. And I know, uh, you you know, there's been probably more prayer opportunity uh, around grace and peace in the last several months. Um, You know, maybe, you know, end of the year, last year, into the new year, uh, you you know, we've had regular, um, you know, we've got this round-the-clock prayer going on for Pastor Walt. We have Sunday night prayer meetings was monthly, now that's happening weekly. Um, but, but still, it, it is imperative for us to make sure that prayer moves beyond being something that we're asked to do, and it moves on into something that's part of our lifestyle. Can you say amen? An absolute lifestyle of prayer. And there's so much that God does in our lives when we are people who practice prayer. But even more than that, uh, or I I should say, uh, you know, important, as important, but looking at it 
away from what it does for us is realizing God works on earth through the prayers of his people. And we just can't get away from that. And, 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 and what that makes prayer into is one of the most important activities that we can do this side of heaven. We worship him and we uh, determine to be people of prayer. Can you say amen? So I'm going to be sharing some thoughts this morning, uh, and, and I, I was looking back on this. This goes back uh, years and years ago. Uh, I had a chance to read a book by Dick Eastman. Um, his ministry is called Every Home for Christ, and the book is called The Hour That Changes the World. And it was just a neat book. Actually, that's what I'm doing as my life group this, this time around, our, my growth group. Um, but it, it was... It was very, very eye-opening for me, and it very much equipped me because it was just a look at all the different biblical ways that we can pray. And uh, I'm not going to so much dive deep into that side of it, but I want to start with some thoughts that I got early on from him that never got away from me. Uh, that, so, so I want to share uh, a little bit from this outline because, uh, you know, it started off as, as his outline, and then uh, from so many years of just sharing and preaching and buying in, it's become my outline, you know? So how many know that that's how preachers work things, right? You know, you, you hear it the first, or you preach it the first time and you say, it's like brother so-and-so said. Then the second time you preach it, you say, it's like I heard it said. And then by the third time you preach it, it's just, it's like I always say. You know, and that's how you take something and you make something yours, right? So, uh, but no, seriously, for me though, this has become uh, just a great reminder. Uh, from, and we're, and we're going to see as we look at Ephesians, a key verse that, that gives us a nice blueprint on how we are to engage our lifestyle of prayer. So let's look at some scriptures here. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Uh, just just what, what, what an interesting uh, uh, encouragement we're given from the word here in every situation. You, you know, the, the sociologists, the, the psychologists, the scientists, they tell us that our world is more anxious than it's ever been before. And yet God tells us, you know, clear as day here, you know, we're not to be anxious about every, everything or anything. We're to bring it all to him in prayer. First Timothy 2.8 says, therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. So we are to pray, we're to lift our hands uh, up to heaven, we're to seek God's face. And then let's take a look here at James chapter 5, verses 13 to 18. It says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Goes on in verse 17. Elijah was a human being even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain. 
on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. It's interesting. We're going to go back to this picture, but there's, there's something very interesting in this picture that gets painted with Elijah. But, you, you know, oftentimes we can read about miracles, and we can read about, you know, people who, who uh, move God's hand in the Word. And if we're not careful, we kind of put them in this, this hero status, rather than recognizing that, that God moving through prayer is not something exclusive to a certain part of the body, that it's God's desire to work through all of His people and to be one uh, to, and to answer our prayers for sure. So, you know, when we think about prayer, right, I've, I've heard people say, don't complicate prayer. Don't make it overly complex. You know, it is simply talking to God. And I would say that's true. Prayer is also God talking back to us. You know, there, there's two sides to prayer. Um, but certainly, Scriptures assume that if we are God's people, that we will pray. Notice in Matthew chapter 6 in verse 6, it says, when you pray. It doesn't say if you pray, right? It says when you pray. And, you know, in the Greek word there, uh, it literally means a desire toward. You know, when you have a desire toward, a divine wish, a divine desire. That's what we're speaking of when we're looking at prayer. So although prayer is not complicated, God has laid out in Scripture some of the guardrails and some of the principles that will help us to understand how we can pray effectively right? Uh, you, you know, we can, we can so get to know God's heart and God's will and His promises and His character that when we pray in line with His will, it is His desire to answer 100% of the time. We have to just make sure that we understand His, his will. You know, and it tells us in Scripture, sometimes we don't uh, have prayers answered because we ask amiss. We miss the mark in what we're asking for. Come on, I've done that. How many have done that? You know, like, uh, okay, I think I've decided how this will turn out, and, you know, I'm praying for God to, to make A, B, and C happen. Uh, and, and, you know, God won't, as much as God is gracious and merciful, He won't be pinned into some box that we put Him in, you know. But what God does say, is he will answer according to his nature and that all of his promises are yes and amen. And one of the key ingredients for us to uh, see God answer our prayer is we have to pray in faith. We have to be in a place of belief. And we know that faith builds and grows and stirs up in us through the Word, through hearing the Word, knowing the Word, and knowing God's will. Um, uh, E.M. Bounds, uh, he was a lawyer during uh, the Civil War uh, time period, uh, man of God, and he said, prayer is the contact of a living soul with God. I love that. That just moves away from vain repetition and, you know, just, just uh, praying, you know, speaking fruitless things, but realizing it's a, it's a living soul in contact with the living God. Charles Spurgeon, another great preacher from around the same time, said, prayer is the slender nerve that moves the muscles of omnipotence. Isn't that so good? Isn't that so good? Wow. Prayer is the slender nerve that moves the muscles of omnipotence. And then uh, J.C. Ryle, another great Bible teacher, said, prayer is the simplest act in all religion. It is simply speaking to God. It needs neither learning nor wisdom nor book knowledge to begin it. It needs nothing but heart and will. 
So again, we don't have to have any kind of a degree, uh, anything like that. But the more we get to know God, the more we're going to understand, for lack of a better way of putting it, the art of prayer, being able to have a lifestyle of prayer. So with that, now I want to take a look at Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 10 and then verse 18. In verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And now it goes on here in Ephesians to discuss and lay out the armor of God, you know, that we're to wear when we do battle. Uh, but it also goes on and it puts it in this context that, that our battle and our armor uh, is in a place of prayer because it goes on in verse 18. And we're actually going to camp out. We'll have some support scriptures, but basically we're going to break down verse 18 here uh, for the rest of our time together uh, this morning. And it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication. So there's a lot of words there, you know, that kind of give descriptors on, okay, if we're going to put on this armor of God and we're going to be able to stand uh, and having done all to stand, stand, this is uh, the, the posture of prayer in our life. Praying always, all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful with perseverance and supplication. So these are some words that maybe aren't super familiar to us. Some of these we'll, we'll unpack a little more, uh, but the daily encounter that we we get to have with the Lord in prayer is what we're really getting to here today. We build a lifestyle that is a lifestyle of prayer, and we will be world changers for Him. Amen? So, so from this verse, let's take a look. Actually, before we get to it, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17, again, says it this way, always be joyful, keep on praying. Isn't that great? Nice and simple. Always be joyful and keep on praying. All right, so back to uh, 6.18 from Ephesians. Five ingredients uh, of a world changer's prayer life. Ingredient number one is regularity, right? The, the admonition from Paul there was praying always. So uh, again, um, there are times where we should set apart and get alone and pray and seek God, but this is, this is including that, but also going far beyond that. It's really talking about in all of our coming and going, an attitude of prayer throughout our lives, a lifestyle of prayer throughout our lives, and, and whatever we're doing, wherever we're going, keeping this idea of I'm in conversation with the Lord. So, uh, regularity in prayer is so important. Many believers kind of look at their prayer life where it's that in case of emergency, break glass kind of a thing. You know, like, okay, I'll try to do it on my own, and then if I, if I need to go to God for help, I'll, I'll you know, break glass, get, you know, for emergency, and I'll, and I'll go and I'll pray. Luke 18, verse 1, uh, it says it this way in the message version. Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. I love that. And this, this goes into, you know, talking about the, the unjust judge, you know, and how this woman just went and just kept seeking after the unjust judge to bring righteousness, bring righteousness. And, you know, the, 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 the um, whole illustration there is, hey, that, that's, that's an unjust person. How much more your righteous God does he want to answer your prayers? You know, but, but the Lord has laid things out in a way where it is about being consistent. Now, little side note here, if we know it's God's will, 
and we know we have a promise that we're standing on, how many know that praying regularly, praying consistently, we don't want to fall in the trap of thinking we have to talk God into doing it? Can you say amen? Come on, how many remember as a kid you wanted the, the skateboard or you wanted to go to the movies or you wanted this thing or that thing, and what did you do, right? You, you just bug your parents until either they said, that's the last time you're going to ask me, or they said, okay, fine, I'll give in. You know, that is not what God is looking for here in this picture. That's not what's being laid out. But it is interesting. When we pray, the Bible says, it tells us, I mean, literally we're instructed from the Lord, believe that you receive it. Literally clarifying that. Believe you have received it and it's yours. Yet we don't want to make the mistake in hearing that verse and thinking, so I just kind of throw out there once and it's over and done, and I'm not going to think about it again. There is something in the realm of warfare. There is something in the realm of grabbing a hold of these promises that there is a consistency. I think what the main point I want to clarify here is that as we consistently seek God for something, we're not talking Him into doing His will. We're enforcing His will. We're praising Him. We're thanking Him for it. We're keeping our faith built up as we're declaring the promises. Can you say amen? Right? It does tell us in Scripture, right? Doesn't it talk about the, um, uh, we have this, this picture of the bowls getting filled up, right? And it's, it's the prayers and the worship uh, of the saints. And then when they're filled up, they get poured out. So there's something about praying until we have prayed through. What does that look like? I'm not sure, but going back to Elijah, uh, it's very interesting. You, you know, he, he prays and, and it doesn't rain, you know, for all that time on the land. And then God says, all right, go back and, and, and pray. And we see something fascinating. Uh, and we wouldn't know it in our modern English culture if we didn't know the background. But it says that he, he stoops down, right? He squats down. And, and what he's actually doing is he's, he's doing, there's this visual that he's in the Hebrew culture in, in the birthing position. And, and, and he, he's praying, and then he calls his servant, go look on the horizon. Do you see a cloud yet? Do you see a cloud yet? Do you see a cloud yet? And he does that seven times. And, and Scripture, uh, the number seven, speaks of, the, uh, of something being complete, the completeness of God, right? Creation finished, seven days. There's just so many different places where we see this number seven. So we get this powerful illustration where he just kept, you know, speaking it and declaring it until manifest on the horizon that the servant came back. Yeah, it's about the size of a, a man's fist is that cloud coming on the horizon. And man, did it rain, right? But he wasn't like God this time... Uh, this is my fourth time. I really hope you hear me this time, God. I really want it to rain. It really needs to rain. Come on, how many know we can get into that kind of whiny, right, right? But that's not, no, we just, we continue to pray and pray and seek and declare. We speak it. We know his will. We know his heart. When do you stop? Man, until we see it's done, right? And that's why we're given this scripture, you know? Hey, pray consistently. Amen. And never give up. Never give up. See, we become world-changing Christians, prayer folks, when we make a decision, as long as there's breath in my lungs, I will not stop seeking heaven. I will not stop declaring God's promises. I won't stop believing Him. Amen. 
Matthew 26, 40. Then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping. This is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before the trial and the crucifixion. You know, and he's encouraged them, stay and watch with me, pray. That's where we, we read and learn that, the, you know, the pressure is so intense as he's praying that he's sweating, bleeding, you know, as, you know just from the intensity of this thing. And it says he came and he uh, found the disciples sleeping and he said to Peter, what, could you not watch with me one hour you know, and just slumber came upon them. So, uh, you, you know, prayer, although uh, it's not difficult, we don't need a theology degree, it's not easy to stay in a place of prayer. It's not easy to stay in a place of consistency. Con- uh, this is a, a, a fella, um, a really awesome Bible teacher, Professor O. Halsby. He said, contact with the world and with the multitude, uh, I'm sorry, Contact with the world and with the multitude distracts us and scatters our thoughts. For this reason, it is necessary for us to withdraw at regular intervals to attain the quietude to hear God's voice. You tell it's not a modern guy talking there, right? You know, it's just that those are, you know, a little, little bit uh, wordy of a sentence. But man, he, he, he is grabbing a hold of this truth before we ever had internet or, you know, uh, americaonline.com, right? You know, the, the, the old email addresses before social media and smartphones and all this stuff. How much more important is it for us to just make this decision that we have to pull away from the world and pull away from the multitude and have these times where we're just undistracted hearing God's voice, getting in his word and letting his word wash over us, reminding us this is what God's heart is. This is what his will is. Can you say amen? All right, a second ingredient that we'll look at here uh, is that we are to have variety in our prayer, right? So not only are we to be praying always, but if we go back to Ephesians 6.18, we're praying always with all prayer. Uh, In the New International Version, it, it, it clarifies a little more. It says with all kinds of prayer. You know, when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, you know, he gave this pattern, and, and, and that wasn't just for us to mindlessly repeat and babble a formula, right? But Jesus said, hey, pray this way, Father in heaven, holy, holy is your name. We start with worship unto God, and then we start with, and Lord, let it be your kingdom that comes. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So that, that's prayer, declaring and worshiping God. And then give us this day our daily bread. That's petition. Lord, here's the stuff I need for life, you know. Um, and, and, you know, lead, you know, forgive us our sins. Lead us not into temptation. Uh, deliver us from evil. Right? It goes all the way through. I'm, I'm moving real fast. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory now and forever. Ends with worship too. So what Jesus was showing, even in just that prayer pattern, that there's all kinds of different prayer that we're to, we're to give. Lord, forgive us as we forgive others, you know, that, that's, that's confession. Lord, I, I'm, I'm making sure I'm taking account here. That, that's stopping and reflecting. 
You know, Lord, is there anybody that I need to forgive? Is there anybody that I'm holding in unforgiveness? And Lord, please forgive me for all that I've sinned, right? So all these different kinds of prayer, that that wasn't an exhaustive list that Jesus gave, but he gave a really great pattern on, man, I start with Lord, it's all about you. I end with it's all about you. And then I, you know, it's after that and let your will be done on earth, right? We could go back to, you know, plugging in so many other scriptures, Lord, let your will be done. And I have to pray for my leaders, right? We're to pray for leaders. We're we're to pray for those that are in authority and all these other things that we can be praying for others. You know, we we could also call that intercession. Intercession is where we stand in the gap for somebody else. We stand on behalf of another. Petition is where we pray for ourselves, you know, and then we can pray the scriptures. We can declare God's word. There's all kinds of different ways that we can pray. Uh, Again, another great quote from a, a Bible teacher from another generation. He said, get out of the ruts of prayer. Some of us can only pray in one way, and consequently, we get tired of praying. And he says, the ruts of prayer are the deepest ruts in the world. You know, so sometimes it's good just to change up how we pray and what we're praying, you know, and, and uh, looking for opportunities to just freshen things up. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, uh, again, this is in the message. I had some of these verses that we hear f- fairly regularly, just in some different translations. It says, that's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. Include everything as you embrace this God life, and you'll get God's everything. What, what, a, what a cool layout there of Mark eleven twenty four. All right, the next ingredient we'll look at here is intensity. And, and this might not be very apparent when we take a first look at Ephesians six eighteen. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. This is that word supplication. And it's really talking about intensity in prayer. That, that word actually uh, supplication, uh, it, it has to do, it actually means going back to its root, to be, to be stretched tight. Isn't that interesting? That's what that word goes back to in Latin. I know you're going to sleep better tonight knowing that, right? What, what the word supplication means from the, the Latin roots, right? Um, but it, it's, it's something that's existing in an extreme degree. That's supplication. That's the heart and the spirit of, of what the Lord would get across to us in that. You know, so that doesn't mean that if somebody's prayer is louder than somebody else's, that God's going to answer that. Wow, they're screaming. I have to answer. I'm, I'm, I'm put on the spot to answer. Somebody can pray with great intensity in a whisper, right? Somebody can bring great, great intensity as they're, as they're just, just preparing their heart before the Lord. But, you know, I would say, wow, does this just give such a great reminder to us in the American church that are so used to now having everything at our fingertips, you know, just having it what we want right away, if it's not completely easy. I mean, I find myself, and sometimes I say, Lord, just forgive me for being so spoiled. You know, I went to the store, and they didn't have this thing. I have to go to a second store. I can't believe that, you know? I can't believe I'm mailing this, and it's only going to get here tomorrow. Right? You know, we have all these things that sneak up in our mindset, and, and, and the Lord doesn't, doesn't want us to lose the intensity. Church, that's why we started first week, we have to carry His heart. 
you know, when we're praying for the lost. So, Lord, we know there's people dying and going to hell. Lord, just please bless them and save them. No intensity there, no engagement, no, no pulling, stirring my faith up, no recognition of the sobriety of that statement that was just, just made. But instead, you know, being in a point, Lord, as I catch your heart, then I, then I pray with desperation. How many have ever heard this? God answers desperate prayers, right? You know, so, so it, it's, it's, it's not hoops that we're jumping through with the Lord, uh, but it's certainly something that if we are not, if our heart is not engaged, church, ultimately our faith is not going to be engaged, right? Is there something in, in the mix there of being fully invested? <clears throat> Luke 18, uh, verse 6 don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who plead with him day and night? This is going back to that story of the unjust judge. This woman was relentless to get her answer, you know? And, and again, the reminder is let's, let's so carry God's heart that when we go before him, we go before him where there's, there's an intensity that engages our faith, that engages our heart, that engages us uh, to have a willingness to just pray until it's done. Again, Romans 8, 26 in the message. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in us and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and our aching groans. So encouraging. All right, and again, back, we said this already from James 5, but back to verse 16. It says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There it is, fervent, supplication. Th those, are, those are the things that we want to bring to the picture here. Uh, all right, let's, let's move on here. Uh, ingredient number four is sensitivity. Notice it says, praying always with all prayer. And then it goes on to say, being watchful. So this idea of watchfulness is talking about sensitivity, discernment, awareness. Colossians 4.2 puts it this way, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Mark 13, 32 and 33, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father, right? This is talking about the return of the Lord, right? Uh, take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. So there's lots in Scripture that, that lays out for us, you, you know, this idea of having a sensitivity and awareness and a watchfulness. All right, and then we'll look at our last ingredient. How are we doing so far, everybody? Tracking so far? Okay, our last one then is tenacity. Uh, praying always with all prayer and perseverance. So on the front end, we were talking about consistency, staying consistent. This is talking, per perseverance has to do with not giving up, right? The amplified version says, keep alert with strong purpose or perseverance. And so what is it to persevere? It's to persist, persist in an undertaking in spite of circumstances, in spite of opposition, and in spite of discouragement. Again, back to Professor O. Halsby that I mentioned earlier. He said, certain requirements must be met if the art of prayer is to be acquired. In the main, there are two, practice and perseverance. Without practice, no Christian will become a real man or woman of prayer. And practice cannot be attained without perseverance. Can you say amen? 
So we're looking here from, from Ephesians, ingredients to the, the prayer life of somebody that would be a world changer for God. You know, when we look at the, the shape that the world is in, church, it's not an indictment against a good, righteous, holy God. It's an indictment against the prayer life of his body worldwide. And you know, anytime there has been revival, anytime there has been great move of God throughout history, church, 100% of the time, you can trace it back to someone, more someones have been praying, seeking, breaking up the ground. I mean, just revival after revival and, and transformation after transformation throughout the ages, throughout the generations, it has been God's people as they seek his face, just following, wearing that armor of God and following this pattern for prayer. Um, so why is it that we give up on prayer? Prayer is work. And prayer is something that many times we will have to be doing it before we're seeing it. Just like faith is work. You know, we, we believe God before we see God bring the breakthrough. I had a situation, I won't get into the details of it, we're, we're uh, running out of time here. Uh, but I remember saying, Lord, wait a minute, I'm, I got this backward. I came up with a plan and I asked you to bless my plan. Yet you told me to seek you and invite you in the process and believe you. And then if I got a plan that's supposed to line up with it, that's cool. How many understand what I just said there? I got it backward. You know, so I said, God, thank you that I realized that and I made the adjustment. It was a Monday. Guess, guess what happened on Tuesday? It got worse. And I said, okay, well, God, I just, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. Lord, I'm just going to trust you. And I had it backward and I'm not going to, you know. And, and so guess what happened into Wednesday? It got worse. And so I stopped and I said, okay, well, God, you know what? I'm just not going to let go of you. I'm going to keep seeking and keep trusting and keep moving. Guess what happened throughout the day Wednesday? There was a break. And then as I went on into Thursday, went on into Friday, then went on in over the weekend. And it, it just, it was, I, I felt like it was almost one more time the Lord wanted to remind me, you just can't be moved by what you see. You have to know my will. You have to know my heart. And then you grab a hold of me. Man, you just don't let go until you're seeing what you've believed for is now in your hands, right? And faith is, I might not see it in my hands, but God says it's mine. It's in my hands. No, but it's not in your hands. No, I'm seeing through my eyes of faith. And, and how can I take it to the bank? Because it's what he promised. I get into presumption if I want to figure out the how and the why. Right? But when we go to him in prayer and we just say, here is who you are, God, and we're standing on this. Man, I tell you what, and, and when we pray his word, he tells us he exalts his word above his name. So living as people of prayer, it is the work of prayer. And, and I, I would say one of the greatest ways we can get the work of prayer in our lives is to build a habit of prayer. And a great way we can build a habit of prayer is get other people on the journey with us. You know, so we have prayer in our private time. You know, for me, uh, I've learned to become very comfortable praying. Uh, and that has happened through tons of practice. Just practicing praying. And then when I'd realize there's certain areas I didn't pray about, I would pray awkwardly about those things until I got to know God's heart or what the scriptures say on that. And, and then the more I would practice, I would become more comfortable praying in those areas. Can you say amen? Amen. 
So, hey, as we close, I just want to remind everybody here, uh, just because this, is, this was a key opportunity tying in with, with something that we're participating in as a church, Seek God for the City. So this is, uh, if you're familiar with this, you already know. If you're not familiar, uh, all around the nation, there are a bunch of churches that will be taking uh, this, this Wednesday, which on the religious calendar is Ash Wednesday, uh, taking the next 40 days from Ash Wednesday, that, that goes out till Palm Sunday. So this Wednesday, the 17th through Palm Sunday, the last Sunday of March, um, seeking God in prayer. And making the, and now this is a little booklet. Uh, again, you know, we, we are a spirit-filled people. We believe in Pentecost. We believe in praying in the spirit. We recognize that God moves us in the moment we hear his voice. Uh, but we also recognize, I don't know about you, but I recognize there's people that God wants me to pray for that it never crossed my mind to pray for. You know, when we look at seeking God for the city, this is a 40-day prayer guide that actually accomplishes prayer uh, in four different ways each day. So basically the way this is laid out, there is a theme for the week that has to do with revival and transformation. Uh, And there's a prayer using some scripture from the Old Testament, and there's a prayer using scripture from the New Testament. And again, it's just a guide. You know, if you've never prayed about this area, a lot of times I'll go through and I'll pray these things and I'll just start running off on on just whatever, you know, God's spirit inside me is putting on my heart. It's just a a springboard, a platform, uh, a jumping off point, right? So I've got an Old Testament and a New Testament uh, scripture-based prayer that I can be praying regarding this revival topic. Then they also have a particular group of people, like day one, uh, Wednesday, uh, praying for the homeless in our community. And there's, there's, there's a prayer guide that can be prayed for for the homeless folks that are in our community. And of course, we're not limited to this, but it gets it on the radar. And then we also, excuse me, there's a map on the bottom, and we pray literally for every nation on the planet over this next 40 days. So there might be nations that we didn't know existed, you know, and we're asking, you know, God to save the people in that nation. We're asking for the, there's just all kinds of things that we can pray as we pray through. But those are four different ways that we can pray using this prayer tool over the next 40 days. And here's what I'm so excited about. What if we make a determination, man, I'm just going to make time for this over 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 this 40 days that that starts Wednesday here, and I'm going to pray in my quiet time. And then what if, you know, uh, if, if you live alone, then knock on the neighbor's door. But like for us to say, and not only that, but I'm going to pray regularly with those in my household. Because we'd like to say we do that, but life gets busy. So we, we make a determination that during this 40 days, spouses are going to be praying together. Uh, family members are going to be praying together. And man, there's just cool things that God does. So I'm, not only is it the answer to the prayers because God wants to work through us, but then God works in us as we pray. Our relationship with him develops. We start to hear his voice in cool new ways, right? We kind of get the, I've never used this word before, forgive me. Uh, The spiritual earwax is unplugged from our ears. That's really gross analogy. I won't use that in the next service. That just fell flat, right? Unclogs our ears, right? So we can hear his voice. We become more in tune with him moving forward. So there's all kinds of things. So, so don't, don't let this be uh, a, a rigid thing. Let this be a tool that you can use. So we have these out in the lobby. If you didn't get one on the way in, 
uh, online. If you're watching, uh, we can mail one to you. We'd be happy to. And also we can uh, give you uh, an address where you can get the e-version if you'd rather on your phone or your, your iPad or whatever. Uh, and, and I tell you what, church, I would love, I would so love, love, love to hear testimonies back from the church family on what God has done. Uh, during this 40 days where you have committed to praying. I'd love to hear my marriage is closer. You know, I'd love to hear I'm praying with my kids. We haven't done that in a long time. My kids are praying out. They haven't prayed before. I have a new heart for the lost. I have a new heart for the nations. I'd love to hear whatever it is that God winds up doing in your life during this period of time that you would just share and give God the glory for it. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, so let's, amen. Praise you, Lord. Let's close. So, Father, we just thank you so much that, Lord, you've given us this privilege to pray and to be your heart and your voice and your hands extended to the world around us, to be those that would see your kingdom come through us as we would seek your face in believing prayer. Lord, I do pray not only in these these days and weeks to come, but I pray as a lifestyle, Lord, more than ever before, wherever we're at in our prayer lives in this place, that you would take us further and that you would take us deeper. Lord, as we looked in Ephesians uh, 6.18, these different ingredients to world-changing prayer, Lord, that you would help us walk these things out in greater ways. Father, deliver us from the mass distraction in the world around us that keeps us from praying uh, in greater and greater ways. Deliver us from everything and anything that keeps us from moving on uh, in our prayer lives with you. Lord, we're believing you for great breakthrough, for great movement during this next season of time. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen.